0: Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. He
1: was going from bad to worse. I've said it many times in this series of teachings, reason why this church is clean like that thank God for mommy and auntie Shalak. we give them a super clap offering is because they they organize people who make sure they clean this place every every week. that's why the place is nice to the glory of God leave as nice as this place is leave the windows open you understand and leave it for one week and come back you will see dust you don't even need one week one or two days you will see dust. If you leave the windows open, you will see flies. You will see mosquito. Are you listening to me? You say, why? Because that's, the, because that's what's in the atmosphere. So is your heart. If you leave your heart unattended, if you do not daily, I didn't say weekly. I will say daily. You say, take up your cross. Take up your cross weekly. Take up your cross monthly. Take up your cross when you are in problem. You know, most Christians don't obey that instruction. We don't do it. If you don't keep your heart daily with all diligence, if you don't clean it every day with the blood of Jesus to remove everything, even maybe might be little things, sons, but the life of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and pray about it, that heart will become dirty. You know why? There's mosquito in the atmosphere. There is dust in the atmosphere, spiritually now. There are flies. And incidentally, you know, Satan is called Beelzebub, the Lord of Flies. They will come and sit in your heart. And that's why a lot of hearts of Christians are deteriorating. When I talk about the heart, I'm not talking about your spirit. I'm talking about the soul, body, and circumstances the soul, body and emotion, um, will, mind and emotions and you see that's what happened to Absalom Absalom's heart went it was bad before it went from bad to worse five years no God in the, in the, in the, in the, in the two years of ruminating on malice vengeance and revenge then he runs away then spends another three years Feeling horrible and bad and everything. His heart. Went. The Bible says. We looked at this last time. When judgment against an evil work. Is not speedily. Everybody screams speedily. Executed. He said the hearts of men is fully set. To perform evil. It will happen to any of us. It will happen to any of us. You don't keep that heart. If you do something, what I taught us during the Bible study, I judge, I, Olubi Johnson, I judge myself daily. I don't just preach it, I judge myself daily. I condemn my wicked actions and attitudes, you know. I crucify the lusts of the flesh in my soul and body that caused them. I receive mercy on the Lord to soften my heart, to enable me to repent and to be faithful. Receiving wisdom and instruction and therefore have victory over joy. I do it every day. I don't... If I miss any other prayer, I don't miss that one. It's crucial because I know the human... The, the Bible says, mommy quotes the scripture often. You know, some years ago, I remember it was a big thing. You know, she used to quote, you know, she quote it from uh, the Amplified. She said, the heart of man is deceitful above all things and Desperately wicked. She quote from the Amplified Bible, mortally sick. Don't, you don't you don't deal with it, it would deteriorate. As surely as this place will deteriorate, if we open the windows, let flies, mosquito, butterfly, everything enter, and nobody sweeps it, nobody looks after it, come in two, three days' time, this place will be dirty. So is your heart. So you can imagine, watch this prof. Absalom's heart opened to rubbish for five years. It showed up. I'll tell you the story. Absalom comes back to town. David, trying to be strict, a false strictness, not a real one. You know, they can't see me. So Absalom stays in his house. After he's been around for about two or three years, he he now calls Joab. What he actually does is very bad. You know, Joab, he goes to burn Joab's fields. <laughs> this boy, eh? Absalom, Absalom. He goes to burn Joab's fields. <laughs> he sends his servants to go and burn. So Joab now comes and hey, says, what are you doing? You know, Why, how do you like, come and burn my fields and all that? He said, eh, since I've been here all this time. The king doesn't want to me. If he wants to kill me, let him kill me. But I can't just be sitting in my house and the king will not see me. Joab says, "That's your problem." Okay, come, come, come. He takes him by the hand, he takes him to the palace. You know, let's quickly look at, just highlight that particular, those particular scriptures. You know, <clears throat> and uh, quite long story short, you know, he, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Eh? Thank you, darling. You know. So Joab came to the king and told him and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face. This false humility. To the ground before the king and the king kissed Absalom. He should have killed him. I'm serious. I mean, I can, you won't kill your own son. Nobody does that. But I would have delegated it to the authorities. There's a a law in the land. Remember Deuteronomy 21 that I told us the other day everybody was shaking and mommy came to try and comfort us. He said, if you have a son, it's in the Bible. You know that scriptures, people, people don't like to read those scriptures. They wish those scriptures were not in the Bible. But they're there. He said, if you have a son and he's stubborn, he's lazy, He's rebellious. He's a glutton. We're talking about overeating. He's a drunkard. He said his parents should take him to the elders of the city. He said, this is our son. Quickly cut there and cut back to 2 Samuel. Because it's very relevant. It's Deuteronomy 21. Somewhere in there. You know? He said, this is our son. Aha. Uh-huh. He said, and they shall say unto the other of the city, this is our, sto- this is our son. This is, their children. this is their childhood that came out from their body. not adopted. Their own son. Is stubborn. Look at the things God hates. Rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton. He has no control over his f- appetite. A drunkard. Next verse. And all the men... Of his city shall stone him with stones. That he die. So shall thou put away evil from among you. And all Israel shall hear and fear. Observe. The evil God has spoken. Of. He has not reached Absalom's level. No. This boy didn't kill anybody. What, what, why did God allow this boy to be killed? Attitudes. Stubborn rebellious, drunkard, glutton. We must see things the way God sees them. But I want to tell you good news. I want to tell you good news. You know. And mom told you the other day, you know, this is not the will of God. God doesn't want to kill anybody. He doesn't want to stone anybody's son. Certainly not. God is love. And say, ah, this Old Testament, you know in the New Testament, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 3, uh, you know, talk of one of Revelation chapter 2, I think it is, you know, and on one of the churches, Thyatira or somewhere, said that woman called Jezebel, who is teaching my servants to commit fornication and eat things sacrificed to idols. He said, Behold, I will cast her into a bed and I will kill her children with death. And all the churches will know that I am he that searches the hearts and the reins. He has not changed. God hasn't undergone therapy between Old and New Testament. He's the same God. But I'm going to come back to what I'm saying. You know his love? His love. You know this boy hasn't yet reached Absalom. Don't let him reach Absalom. Let him come to heaven. Don't let him reach Absalom. Let him come to heaven. But you know, everybody can avoid this. How? I quoted it earlier on. If you confess and forsake, He said, you will receive what? And mercy will what? So there is a way out. So you don't have to be afraid of these scriptures. There is a way out. When you read such scriptures, you know what you should say? I read this scripture as a 21-year-old boy. After I got saved in England. And when I read it, I remember because it hit my heart. Ah! I was afraid. And I said, God, help me. I will not be stubborn. I will not be rebellious. I'm not going to be a glutton. And I'm not going to be a drunkard. That's that's what it brought out from me. It did not bring rebellion and say, ah, how can God say this? this? This Bible is old-fashioned. It cannot be the word of God, you know. No, 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 no. That's foolishness. I said, God, help me. So if you find yourself stubborn, rebellious, any of those, just quickly say, God, please, I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. Quick, 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 quick. You know, and you know what? Everybody say, mercy will triumph over judgment. So you're going to be okay. Give a lot of clap offering somebody. Okay. So I've made you happy now. Praise the Lord. Okay. But that, that's the balance. But you see, this the God we serve. God doesn't like all this nonsense. So, Absalom, Joab brings him back. He kisses the king. The king kisses him. You shouldn't have done that. All the recurrent mistake after because David was not as sensitive in the spirit as he used to be when he was in the wilderness the comfort of the palace had, had weakened his his spiritual senses and it's true for all of us thank God for prosperity thank God for a nice house thank God for a nice car thank God for nice clothes like my wife and I now to the glory of God you know All our children have finished. Joshua Lupi has finished now. You know, we're not paying school fees again. In Jesus' mighty name. (laughs) You know. And you know, yeah. You know, but if you're not careful, it is the time of your greatest comfort and blessing that can be the time of your greatest danger. But you know, my wife and I, to the glory of God, we have refused to live a life of comfort. Even though we have comfort. We get up 3 o'clock every morning, 3.30, pray in the spirit, walk in the spirit, you know, we, we fast. I live a fasted life every day. Every day. No breakfast, no lunch. Normal, normal. I only take lunch occasionally if I have a visitor. You know, and usually it's even later in the day. And I make sure I try and do as much praying as I can before I eat. Because I don't want to lose my spiritual sensitivity. Simply because I have prospered. Am I talking to anybody here? If you are still on my side, wave to me. Because you are looking at me as if you are no longer on my side. The Bible said they said to Jesus, this is a heart. <laughs> Who can hear it? You know, you know, God helped me. God has had mercy on me. And he's having my wife and I. You know, we eat only once in a day. There are days we don't eat. They'll make the fool say, take it away, take it away. You know, I want to pray. We must learn that thing. It's called self-denial. Self-denial. The reason why many of our pastors and big men and all that is that once they prosper, once they prosper, they have big car, big house, everything, they lose their spiritual sensitivity. They lose their spiritual discipline. And that's what happened to David. So he kissed Absalom. <laughs> this boy. You know what happens? <laughs> Absalom now begins to plot rebellion against his own father. Second Samuel chapter 15. I can't finish it today. I will stop, then we will pick it. You know, <laughs> you see this David thing here? Eh? He's deep. <laughs> And you know why? Every Christian is of the Davidic dynasty. So everything you are reading here is to have application in your life. Your divine destiny and the destiny of your children are recorded here. And you can make your decisions now that none of my children will be like Absalom. None of my children will be like Adonijah. Uh, it's not enough just to say the name of Jesus. You have to enforce it. Through prayer, intercession, and discipline. There are five way, four ways of bringing up a child. If you listen to my series, you know. Number one, prayer. Number two, example. Number three, instruction. Number four, discipline. All my children know what I stand for. I don't condemn them and all that, but I said, Look, and I tell them, I said, We are living in perilous times. You are enjoying covering because of my, me and your mommy. I said, But the hour is coming, and now is where you yourself have to start giving yourself covering. <laughs> the other day, mommy was, I think it was Dara, who was joking with mommy. You know, fasting, I pray. He said, Mommy, just be fasting. Just be fasting. <laughs> mommy said, You too, you will start fasting. Eh? Why is it only mommy? Will, you too fast. Ah, let mommy, mommy, ah, mommy, mommy and daddy let you do the fast and let's be enjoying the blessing. <laughs> let mommy and daddy do the fast. Mommy was like, mommy was like ah, he won't. you fast too. You fast along with us. Thank God, mommy and daddy are still around, and we're gonna be around until Jesus comes. But you know, you shouldn't let your children have a false sense of security. There is a time for your own responsibility to step to the plate. Hmm. So, Absalom. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. <laughs> Everybody, give Bill Britain a clap offering. He's a great spiritual offerer. Like George Warnock. It was Bill Britton's book. I read this from. This 50 represents Pentecost. You know, only only a prophet can bring that out. Absalom represents the Pentecostal um, 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 pastors and uh, uh, saints who, instead of using that Pentecostal anointing to go on to perfection, they use it to indulge the lusts of the flesh, you will wind up like Absalom and Adonijah. It's a, it's a prophetic truth. Why 50? Why 50? God was putting a symbolic message there. He had 50 men. His father rode on a mule. Absalom is riding on horses. And then he puts... You know, normally if you're going to get you just get a few horses. 50! Talk about pride of life. Bad boy. Bad boy! 50! And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was so that when any man had a controversy and came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him, and said, of what city are you? And he said, thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said, see, thy matters are good and right. But there is no man deputed, uh, um, uh, who has been deputized of the king to hear thee. And Absalom said, moreover, oh, that I were judge Jordan in the land. That every man that had any suit might cause to come unto me, and I would do him justice. Be careful of branches. Ooh. That's all it always happens. That's why so many of the they are not having problems with their branches. It, it, it breeds Absalom's and Adonijah's. Because after some time, that guy will start feeling that he's even better than the senior pastor. <laughs> and he'll start telling the other people that. We've seen it happen over and over and over. Franco, you know now. Pastor Frank, you know We've seen it happen over and over. Pastor G, over and over. I, I'm not going to mention this because I never mention personalities. So many you know, who st- were in a particular denomination, God will use them, they will build a big church, they will do very well, then they start becoming a threat to the guy in headquarters. Then they kick them out. Oppose them to Abba. The guy has spent 10 years of his life building a church. Then the guys from, 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 from the headquarters will say, ah, no, 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 no. You know, go to one small, say, go to Hussein." <laughs> then the guys who they like, they say, you go to New York. You go to London. You go to Chicago. It's a man-made system, and it always breeds Absaloms and Adonijahs. We have seen it. I'm going to close soon. I'm going to. I, I'm not going to get to Adonijah today. I'm, I'm going to stop with Absalom. So anyway, Absalom, look at what the Bible says. And it was so, verse five. Now, when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he loved worship. He loved people to come and come and bow to him. Very proud. <laughs> and he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. On this manner, and on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So, Absalom, what? Stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He began to undermine his own father. And I'll tell you the reason, honey. He felt he was a better judge than his father. Why? His daddy did not judge on Ammon. His daddy killed Uriah the Hittite and married his wife. Oh, they had they had legitimate reason. So he felt I'll be a better king than my dad. So anybody who comes, when they come and say, Ah, what did the king tell you? Ah, if I were, if if he if he gave me, he didn't say make me king. He said, if you made me a judge, I would give you justice. People say, ah, it's true. Ah, it's true. Ah, afternoon. ah afternoon. And so, people's, the loyalty of their hearts shifted. This was not, honey, it was not done in a corner. It was done at the gate. Another carelessness of David. Are you going to tell me David was not here? Eh? But he did nothing. Somebody said this. They said, evil thrives when good men do nothing. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do anything. I'm sure reports were coming to him. Absalom. Oh, God, you are sitting here. (laughs) Absalom. Anyway, after some time, it blew into a full. Blown rebellion. When the sentence against an evil work is not speedily executed, the hearts of men in them are fully set to do evil. David was the one who allowed this nonsense. He allowed the, you know, Absalom. Who who gave you permission to be at the gate? Who gave you permission to be hearing matters after I have made a decision?
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you, to enjoy and share from thousands of resources including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.